0: If I can invite you to remain standing for our scripture reading, which comes from the gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Luke writes this. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb bringing the fragrant spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't know what to make of this. Suddenly two men were standing beside them in gleaming, bright clothing. The women were frightened and bowed their faces toward the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He isn't here, but has been raised. Remember what he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the human one must be handed over to sinners to be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words. When they returned from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Their words struck the apostles as nonsense, and they didn't believe the women. But Peter ran to the tomb. When he bent over to look inside, he saw only the linen cloth. Then he returned home, wondering what had happened. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated, please. What a joy it is for us to gather here together to celebrate Easter and to celebrate the resurrection with one another. According to the church calendar, we've prepared for this day by observing the season of Lent. And here at First United Methodist Church, we've journeyed with Jesus through the Gospel of Luke. And as we've done so, we have striven to listen to him To listen to Jesus as we remember the words of God that he gave to the apostles, disciples, James, Peter, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration. And so as we've thought about what it means to listen to him, we've heard and journeyed with Jesus as he set his face towards Jerusalem and gone on this journey. If you read Luke's gospel in its entirety, Luke spends a lot of time on this journey of Jesus. In fact, if you go look, it's roughly two-thirds of his gospel that he orients toward how Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem to prepare himself for the events that lead up to today. And so really so much in Luke's gospel. Really in our scripture reading, we read from um, and we listen to scripture, we, we notice that, that Luke's gospel is different from some of the others. And that helps us. It helps us to see and to experience and to know that what we read is true because Luke's Gospel account is different. All of the Gospels are different from each other because each Gospel writer is writing their version of the good news of Jesus Christ where they tell us about the resurrection and they tell us about Jesus and they tell us about what they have experienced. And so I think it's helpful for us to remember a couple of things about Luke and his Gospel as we read it. Tradition and biblical scholars believe that Luke was a Gentile convert, meaning he did not grow up Jewish, and he converted to the Christian faith. They also believe he was a physician or a scientist, and some uh, d- scholars believe he was also a friend with the Apostle Paul. Well, It helps us for know, to know this background when we read of Luke's gospel because it helps us to see that Luke has a very specific target in mind when he writes this gospel, And that's people like him. Like if you were to go and read the Gospel of Matthew this afternoon, you would read a different version of this Gospel because Matthew has his own target audience in mind. Matthew was Jewish. Matthew is a convert to the Christian faith from the Jewish faith. And so Matthew spends a large time of his Gospel making the Jewish connection of who Jesus is. Because what he wants to do is to present Jesus in such a way that that his fellow Jews are going to see that Jesus is the Messiah. But Luke is different. And so as a physician and as a Gentile convert, Luke is focusing on us. Because he's writing to, to fellow converts who may have encountered Christianity later in their life or who will read this letter and decide to follow Jesus. He wants us to see how Jesus is life-changing for those who choose to follow him. In fact, he begins his gospel by laying out the exact reason that he writes it. So this morning we're reading from the end of Luke's gospel and also the first four verses. He writes this, Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, Just as they were handed down to us by those who from first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, my most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. Did you catch what Luke says? He's saying, I'm writing all this so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have heard and that you have read in this gospel. He's telling Theophilus and others who read these words that what they are reading is true and that we can read these words and know the certainty of not just the resurrection of Jesus, but also of Jesus himself. This means for him that everything else in the gospel is true. Basically, Luke wants Theophilus and everyone else to be able to read this gospel account for himself and to be able to determine that it is true. But we have to remember that he bases his entire gospel on one truth. And that is the story that we read today is true. That the empty tomb, when the women went to it, was found empty. And without the empty tomb, everything else that you read in the Gospels really is irrelevant, if not for the fact that Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. And so without the empty tomb and without the women going to serve as witnesses, if you think about it, and if you go and read, every miracle really doesn't matter. Every healing really doesn't matter. Everything that we read, the teachings of Jesus really don't matter. The birth story of Jesus, forget Christmas. All of it is based on what we read today. Every parable, every story, everything that happened to Jesus has no significance for our lives and does not offer us salvation if not for the fact that you and I are able to testify that Jesus died on the cross, was laid in the tomb, and on the third day he rose again. Friends, what makes it important is that the women went to the tomb, They went to the tomb and they found that the stone had been rolled away. They found that the tomb was empty. Without the empty tomb, every word that we read in the Gospels and the New Testament letters are moot because all of them are written on one truth and that's on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so basically what Luke is doing with his gospel this morning is he is presenting to to us in such a way that he wants us to see that we cannot read his gospel without A, having our lives transformed, or B, be filled with the Holy Spirit by believing in the resurrection of Jesus. He wrote it so that we can know. Just as Theophilus knew, and just as centuries of Christians have knew, And just as you and I are able to read it and know for ourselves. So if you look at the scripture this morning, three women have journeyed to the tomb of Jesus. They are Mary Magdalene, a woman named Joanna, and then Mary, the mother of James. Luke includes their names to provide for us, verifiable anchors to show that this story is true. The women have spent the last two days observing the Sabbath. And that means that they likely had observed the hurried burial of Jesus on Good Friday by Joseph of Arimathea when they had to rush to get Jesus laid into the tomb before the Sabbath began at sundown. And then they would have rushed to get where they were staying, and then at some point they would have gathered the supplies that they needed to prepare Jesus' body, such as the spices, and now they have spent their time waiting for the sun to shine. Signaling the end of the Sabbath... And signaling the beginning of a new week. When they got to the tomb, Luke writes that they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. See, friends, the women have come to the tomb and they're not expecting life, are they? They're not coming to the tomb anticipating to encounter anything beyond the body of Jesus. They have come to the tomb expecting to find Jesus lying there. And they have come to the tomb with spices in hand. Not to encounter life, but they've come to encounter death. But instead of death, they find that the tomb is empty. And then two men come and they glow radiantly next to them. Now here's where it ties in. Because the men continue by saying, Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? So Luke's telling us that this has been a message of Jesus from very early in his ministry, right? Because in Luke's gospel, he, he centers the, the, the ministry of Jesus, is up around the region of the Galilee, and then Jesus experiences the transfiguration, and then he sets his face towards Jerusalem, and the rest of the gospel occurs as he's making this trip. So what Luke wants us to see in the men saying this is that this is something that Jesus was teaching, and it was part of his plan from the very beginning. Remember how He told you He was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day raised again. And then the Scripture says, then they remembered His words. See, the women hadn't really connected. Well, really, none of them had connected, right? The apostles, the disciples, the crowds, the women were not just picking on them when He said to them that He was going to be the Son of Man. It had not connected to them that when He said the Son of Man must die, that He was talking about Himself. He had told them and the disciples multiple times that in His earthly life He must suffer and die and would rise again. But no one had listened to Jesus. Or perhaps what they thought He had said, or what they heard Him say, they thought was so far-fetched that they had spent the previous three days in mourning of the crucifixion, rather than anticipating the empty tomb. They forgot the heart, they forgot the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and their forgetting took them to the empty tomb where they didn't expect to encounter life, but they expected to encounter death. See, it's only after they heard these words and they remembered these words that the the truth and the impact of what they had just witnessed occurred. It was only after they remembered that Jesus had said those things that he had told all of the disciples of what would happen that they were stricken with the impact and the weight of the resurrection of Jesus that the world had changed and the world had changed because they went to the tomb to find that it was empty. The world had changed because they went to the tomb and they heard the message of the angels who told them what had happened even after they had failed to listen to him. But see, here's the grace of this story. Is that even as the women, even as the disciples, even as everyone who had encountered Jesus, who had listened to Jesus, who had followed Jesus, who had witnessed His miracles and His healings and heard all of His teachings and everything else, even as they failed to listen to the part about the resurrection, they were able to see it later, weren't they? God didn't set them aside because they had failed to listen to Him. God didn't decide that they were not worthy. And God used them even after they had forgotten and not listened to Jesus. They'd forgotten. They had wandered from the words of Jesus. They had allowed themselves to become so captivated by their grief that they could not look forward into the future that had been promised to them. They had not listened, but thank God they remembered these words. And in remembering, the women took their discovery to Peter and the other apostles and the rest of the followers of Jesus. They took their discovery to those who had also spent the last three days mourning the death of what had happened, focusing on their grief and wondering what was going to happen. They had been spending all their time focused on that and not remembering and anticipating the life that was going to be offered them. And Luke writes that the disciples didn't believe either that they too did not listen to Jesus. They too did not hear that when he said, the Son of Man must suffer and die and on the third day be raised again. According to Luke, Peter's the only disciple who runs to the tomb to see for himself as he attempts to replace his last memory of Jesus hanging on the cross with the hope-filled truth of the empty tomb. Peter went inside, he saw, and he went away amazed at what had happened. But here's the thing. is the first who witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ were those who failed to listen to him. Even as they witnessed all his miracles, even as they heard all of his teachings, even as they traveled around Israel with him, they failed to listen, but Jesus did not set them aside. Friends, here's the hope in that, is that God is not going to set you aside and set me aside because there is nothing that keeps us from receiving that same gift of hope and of life and of resurrection even when we fail to listen to Jesus if there's any message we can take from the empty tomb, is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ sets us free. And that even when we fail to hear it, even when we miss the opportunities that God puts before us, there's still redemption, there's still hope, and there's still grace, because that tomb is still empty for you. Just as much today as it is tomorrow and in days to come because the resurrection of jesus is for those who are broken for those who confess their sin and for those who live to seek or to live or who seek to live with god in an even greater way because christ is risen he is risen indeed amen